Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hey, welcome back to Betches Moms podcast. I'm Aileen. And I'm Brittany. And what's up? How's it going, Brittany? It's going pretty well. I actually have a cold, which is like scary in these times because you're always automatically thinking that it's COVID. Um, <laughs> right. But because yeah. it's been so nice out and I've been outside a lot with Oliver, I'm, I, I'm just so stuffy and sneezing a lot. So I'm just like, no, this is definitely like your average spring cold. Isn't congestion also like a symptom of pregnancy? Yes. Do you have that? Um, not at the moment, but like snoring is a thing because of congestion and, um, they suggest to get a humidifier, which I have not done, but like sleeping on your side too, on top of like the reason why you actually need to sleep on your side helps with the snoring. But anyway, congestion is, it's not all like seasonal. It's cause you're prego. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, mixed with that is so annoying and I get bloody noses, which happened with my first pregnancy too. I don't know wow. if that's happened to you yet. I read about that only, only, but only in <laughs> um, also the season, the fucking vernal equinox just happened. So we're in spring efficiently. <laughs> and thank God. Thank God. I thought you were going to make fun of me for using the term vernal equinox on no, a casual at, podcast. At first, I thought you were talking about something with like astrology and I was going to ask you to elaborate. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. It's the earth's <laughs> position around the sun. Um, earth science, eighth grade, what, what? Um, yeah, I, it's just seasons changing. You wake up with a headache. It's miserable. Uh-huh. But so, other than that, you're feeling nasally. How many weeks are you at this point? Um, I think I'm 28 weeks. 28. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm 28. Is that weeks. possible? Is that possible? Didn't yesterday you tell me you're like 25? <laughs> I don't know. Like these weeks are just flying by. I don't understand. I don't understand how I'm officially in my third trimester, which makes zero sense to me. You are. Oh my God. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a milestone over here. How about you? Where are you with your pregnancy? I'm 19 in two days. So opposite of you, I know exactly, <laughs> exactly the stage. First versus second pregnancy. <laughs> so yeah, because I also get like emails from like what to expect that right. says like what to expect on your 19 and second day. I'm like the same thing. Right. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> not an excuse to send me an email, of course. So I can't believe it. I'm going to be like halfway next less than a week. Isn't that nuts? That's actually crazy because I feel like usually I felt like my pregnancy went by a lot quicker this time, but I feel like experiencing this pregnancy with you, it's going by fast for you too. Right? Is it? I feel like it is. It's all, it's like, it's like in stages, like the first trimester was miserable and it was going by so slow. Yeah. And I was like refreshing the app, hoping it'll tell me something else every day. <laughs> and um, yeah. And this time now it's a little, it's going, it's the weeks, I guess. Cause like maybe busy with so busy with work oh, that like God. every day is just going into the next. Yeah. Um, that, that it's kind of just, I'm not really focusing on it. Also, because you don't feel any different, you just wake up like, oh shit, I'm pregnant. Um, you just feel kind of the same and it just goes by and you're like, oh, 19, but 20, wild. I have my, um, that like big anatomy thing, whatever it's called, yeah, next week. 20 week anatomy scan. That's a big one. It's an hour long appointment. 
they measure everything. They measure like, I think they measure the skull, the fingers, the toes, like literally everything. I'm excited. And also I have an update. So before getting the vaccine, I said to my mom, I need to see you. Like you need to give me an, a, son- a sonogram. Like I need to make sure everything's okay. Not that she would see anything that would make me not get the vaccine. You know what I mean? Right. Of Peace course of not. mind. Yeah. But I got to tell you, it was such a surreal sonogram. So she did it. Obviously, it was with her. And like the baby looked vastly different than it did when she last saw me, which was like seven weeks. Right. And there was a baby in there and she was moving all around. Wait, was this the first sonogram you had where you actually saw where it looks like a real baby? Kind of. Yeah, that's so exciting. The, The last one, it was a month ago was yeah less less like defined yeah but, like it was so crazy so my mom was obviously like took her time we were in there for like a long time and yeah. she's like oh look here is the femur we can measure it by and tell you what the and it go and it tells you the size of the oh it says 19 weeks and i'm like holy shit that's crazy but it is crazy the baby was moving around like obviously like i was like oh what has rusty energy because rusty <laughs> had like so much energy he's like bouncing off the walls 24 7 um she literally like was kicking me and my mom's like did you feel that i felt that and i was like is she is she kicking because she hears my voice and she goes yes so i was like started going like okay kick and then she was kicking me it was so crazy cute and then she also like sucked her thumb in the middle of the thing yes you saw really awesome things i'm gonna need to see that video that is so it was just That's a wild special. experience. And I felt like the, you can't, you really can't replicate the relief you feel after going to a doctor's appointment. Right? I agree. Especially when you're at the stage where you can't actually feel them yet. And you don't have that assurance of what's going on. Like right now I'm at the stage where I'm like, oh my God, I haven't felt him move in like an hour. And I'll, I'll like push my stomach around or drink something sweet. I'm like, okay, there he is. But like you That's don't so have that though. yet. It is so fun, <laughs> except when you wake up at like two in the morning to a boxing match in your stomach. Oh my god! Because that will. That's happen. crazy. Yeah. Um, it's better than being woken up at two in the morning to some someone like playing hardcore like music so loud outside of my apartment. I'm like, what the fuck? This isn't even a good song. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't miss but, that about New York City. Oh. <laughs> So, but yeah, it's literally, it was, and, and I'm not really sure. So, you know, last episode I was like, I can't tell if this is my stomach just, you know, making indigestion responses yeah, or is it child kicking? So now I feel like it might be kicking. I'm like, Oh, Hey, it probably it's is. It's like little flutters. It's just like a little kick. Yeah. <laughs> so and now exciting. I saw the leg. I saw a full leg in there. I have a picture of a full leg. I'll send it to you. And it's so crazy. It's just like you see the feet and the the, the shin and the knee and the thigh. It's, it's a surreal moment. I'm excited for you. I mean, it's 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 very, very surreal. That's all I can surreal. Say. There's yes. no way to 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 you can't wrap your head around it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we were having a conversation in our Slack with our company, like things that you just can't understand and you'll never understand. So like, I'll never really understand how we make babies and how we grow them. 
Oh, don't get me started. I was going to respond and having to do with that. But I was like, I'm not even going to go here. My brain is going to go down a rabbit hole. I can't. I can't. It makes me want to explode. I know. Um, Literally. But um, so I, if you hopefully follow along Betch's moms, um, you will see that last week I had my glucose tolerance test and Mm -hmm. I was very nervous about it because... um, I hadn't been feeling well and I was so convinced that something was wrong. And I think I even convinced my doctor that I was definitely going to come out with gestational diabetes, but um, he calls me two days later. And also after I drank, I didn't update anybody on how I felt after I drank the sugar water. I felt so sick the entire day. I felt like I had a really bad hangover. Oh, wait, can you, can you explain what is this sugar water? It tastes like syrup. It tastes like but a flat, good? thick soda. <laughs> no, like it's, it, it's <laughs> like you want it. Like you're like, wait, that sounds really good. It doesn't. It's, you know, like Buddy the Elf pouring syrup all over yeah. spaghetti. It's not like that. Just no, it's definitely not like that. It's just like it has, some, it's a bad aftertaste. Although, so I pulled everybody on what the best flavors are. And okay. A lot of people were, so it was like definitely like 50, 50 lemon, lime, fruit punch. Cause those were the two that I put on there. But a lot of people were saying to get the orange and that that one tastes really good. So when, if you have an option, maybe get the orange one because apparently everyone Does it tastes like that. orange soda. Cause that sounds good. That's what everyone was saying that it tastes like orange soda or like an orange Fanta. It gives me it gives me vibes of like when I was younger, my mom would make give make me take medicine like liquid medicine from, yeah, you know, those things like what, what were they called? Like there was the pink one that everybody took and then there was like orange and red and I hated it. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember? You mean just like Tylenol or like Rotel? What's it called? Yeah, like the, the liquid one. Motrin? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The I don't know what you're talking about. The liquid syrup medicine. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Like when you, I think like instead when you're little, instead of like taking a pill, no, NyQuil? my mom did not give me NyQuil, <laughs> Jorge. <laughs> Our producer, Jorge, I, chimed I, in NyQuil. I think it's like when you have a cold or a flu or something like that. My mom was not drugging me, people. This sounds terrible. <laughs> she's a doctor. She knows this what she's doing. This is um, <laughs> We're going to have is that the right one. Yeah. Munchausen, yeah. Munchausen, right? Like yeah. Sixth Sense and Lisa Rinna. Um, anyway, okay. Tell us about your GD or non-GD. So my doctor calls me two days later and I was convinced because I was so sick after and a bunch of you were writing in that you felt really sick after you drank the juice. And so you were like, you knew you had it. My doctor calls and he's like, you're not even close to being diabetic. Oh, so you need to have a 139. I don't 139 something. The number is 139. <laughs> Science. <laughs> Science. Science by Brittany. Science. <laughs> and I was at 130. So he was like, you're good. Like you're not even close. Or oh, I was yay. at, or is that like, yeah, I was at like one, th- whatever. I guess it was like a little close, but I wasn't close. Um, but I am very anemic. And he learned that from the test? Well, yeah, because they take blood. So I think maybe he, I don't know if they typically run multiple tests when they do this, but maybe for me, because I wasn't feeling well, he ran some other tests Um, and I'm very anemic. So he asked me, he's like, Brittany, are you taking your prenatals every night? And I was like, yeah, but I, I forgot last night. 
So he's like, okay, so you're not taking them every night. <laughs> you're lying to me. I'm like, okay, I'm lying. And, um, but now <laughs> I, it's like, how many drinks do you have in a week? Uh, one, <laughs> none. I don't drink. Um, so now I have to take iron pills in the morning. I take slow FE is what my doctor told me to take because they're like slow releasing. So you don't necessarily you won't get it a stomachache from them. And um, then at night I take my prenatal, which also has iron in it. But just letting you know, if you take gummy prenatals, they do not have iron. So make sure you're taking an iron supplement. Are you still feeling like sick after you eat? I, to an extent, but I feel like I have actually changed my diet a little bit. And instead of eating super carby foods in the morning, I'll eat something light like a yogurt, maybe with a little bit of granola or a piece of toast with a hard boiled egg before I like dive into a bigger meal. And that's actually been helping me. Um, and just making sure that I'm not, I'm not eating like a ton of sugar because my doctor said I could still have a sensitivity to it and I could still have other gastro issues, which is triggered by some of the things I'm eating, especially if I'm eating like super carby sweet foods. So, um, watching that has definitely helped. And also just mentally, I know that I'm okay. So, um, yeah, I've been, I've been okay. And, and hopefully the extra iron that I'm taking will next time show that it's improving and I won't be anemic anymore. Well, good. I am happy you're feeling better. Um, speaking of gestational diabetes, did you see that Eva Chen? Do you follow Eva Chen? She, yes. she posted that she got gestational diabetes and, um, and she was like, a lot of people are DMing me saying that like, you can't complain. It's all your fault and shit what? like shit like that to her. I did not see and that. Yeah. Go watch it. And she's like, I don't, I eat pretty healthy. Like it's not about that. But she said she has to like eat a bunch more broil- hard boiled eggs, which I was like, yes, I eat hard boiled eggs. It's like my favorite thing. So you do. So, you always post your heart. You're like, I love soft boiled eggs. I love because you can't I can't eat raw egg. Right. So and I'm I'm not eating like a, ha- a real hard boiled egg. Like that's disgusting. <laughs> so I eat like a medium, a medium boil 10 yes. minutes in there. Quick ice, ice bath and straight on my avocado toast. Perfect. So, like, You're a chef. I'm a, I'm a chef. Yeah, I've tried. I have made I could probably I think I've said this. I could make an avocado toast book. I have made every combination of avocado toast. There is one of my favorites is an avocado toast, egg salad, egg salad, avo- egg avocado salad toast. <laughs> You're going to have to share <laughs> that. That sounds so good. You're going to have to make like so a, like good. a DST uh avocado toast cookbook book pamphlet pamphlet, <laughs> pamphlet. <laughs> here's the brochure to this wonderful life that i live should we jump into a dear betches moms yes let's do it all right i'll read it okay dear betches moms i think i am finally mentally prepared to start trying for my first but my biggest concern is how to actually save for a baby i think she means money there are so many expenses surrounding child care and just basic child necessities how do i really know i am financially prepared sincerely trying to save future mama <laughs> 
Funny, funny. She says that I texted you like last week. Yeah. Um. So how much does child cost? <laughs> Literally text messages from Aileen at like eight at, like eight, 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 eight at night. I'm like, you know, I'm in bed already. And I was like, you don't need to talk to me right now. <laughs> just, she's, she's like, I just need to know. I'm putting it in my spreadsheet. But how much money do I need for a baby? <laughs> just asking. Yeah. Just, this may be a little late, but... um. <laughs> so, so Brittany, please so, let us know. So the way I feel about this, um, I feel like everyone's obviously in a different financial situation, but the main points to think about before maybe you are like, obviously sometimes you can't prepare for having a baby and everybody's in completely different situations. But if you are in fact planning and, um, you're going to then actively try to have a baby. Make sure you're first in the situation where you can support your basic needs without a child. Um, look, we're not, point. And, and just to point out, we are not financial advisors. We're not financial experts here, but this is just from our own experiences and advice that we've gotten from other people. Um, but I just felt like when I was preparing to start a family and when I was preparing um, to get pregnant with Oliver, um, we started a savings account. And um, once we, we had Oliver, we, we would add to his savings account when we could, however much we could, as little as, you know, $25. Like it doesn't matter. You could put in whatever you want. I would just suggest that it's always nice to start saving a little pocket change for your baby. Um, but then to, to start thinking about s specific expenses, like short-term yeah. expenses, um, you, you need to look into how much childcare is in wherever you live. Um, if you live in a metropolitan city, it definitely tends to be more expensive. Um, if you are in a major city, most metropolitan areas, the average price for a daycare is anywhere from ten dollars to $20,000 a year full-time. If you're a full-time working parent and you need that, um, the average salary for a nanny is $18 an hour, which could be a $38,000 a year salary that you're paying somebody if they're working for you 40 hours a week, you're paying somebody a full-time salary. Obviously that could be more or less depending on how much time you have them. So like, these are really things you need to assess if, you know, if you don't have family around that could help you. Um, mm -hmm. And then also you have the necessities and um, the, I, I, saw on what to expect that the average person goes through 3000 diapers a year. Oh my God. I know we so were talking, Aileen and I were actually specifically talking about this. Like how many diapers <laughs> do you need for the entire year? That was a very specific question. So on average, 3000 diapers, which is wow. actually insane. Should we switch to cloth? <laughs> so, well, and like one of the things I was reading up on is like, yeah, you could use cloth diapers, but then you're going to be using up your your water bill water. and you're making extra work for yourself. So it really depends. And so the average cost of a diaper is between uh, you'll you'll probably spend anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars a year on diapers. So I think that when do they get out of diapers? Um, it depends. I'll, we potty trained Oliver at. Um, two and a half. 
so and it's called in- potty training for a human as well. <laughs> yeah, it's called potty training for a human. I think it was called okay. potty training training for a human first before dogs. Okay, okay. <laughs> which she's referring to. She's referring to her yeah, dogs. Like, um, so I confirm it. So I think that like obviously there's stuff beyond that that aren't necessarily necessities, but these are the main things that you need, and you need to put that down, write it in a spreadsheet, and see what works for you. Okay, I'm looking at my budgets. Let's look at them. <laughs> I have them open at all times. Um, right. Yeah. And I also put, so I have daycare as a line item. I have like um, any type of classes for the future, maybe because I know people like go to music class and things like that. But I figure that it exists in daycare, right? That does exist in daycare. And then there's, I also put like tech toys and shit like that. Yeah, which I feel like a lot of the toys, like you're going to be getting so many gifts, like especially if you're having a baby shower. And if you don't have a baby shower, people are still going to be getting you gifts. And if you Mm -hmm. are making a registry, like personally, I didn't have a baby shower, but I still had a registry. So all the gifts that I I put a ton of toys and bouncers and whatever um, on there. And I and I received all of that. So I just got so excited. (laughs) It's exciting. Did you? When did you start making a registry? Um, I probably in my third trimester. Third, okay. Yeah. When did you start planning a room? Like, what about the cost of like a crib and the mini bed? What is it called again? The bassinet. <laughs> The the bed next to your bed, the bassinet. (laughs) That clearly, I need to read more books. I know my like big mini bed. (laughs) You know the dog bed, but it's higher. (laughs) Wait, my big thing is that like whenever I see my um, niece, um, she's like she's three. I get nervous that I talk to her sometimes, like my dog. Like I'll be like, "Good girl," or like say, "We need to go potty." And I'm like, and I get so self-conscious that like her mom is like, can you stop <laughs> talking? But I feel like the kid needs to go potty, right? It's called potty. That's why I asked you. And like, she's like, being a good girl. <laughs> is that good fine? Good girl. Good girl. Yeah, no, honestly, fine? it's fine. I have a dog too. And I think the same thing sometimes when I'm talking to Oliver and I'm like, okay, so you have to go potty. Good boy. Do you want a treat? <laughs> positive reinforcement exactly um, it works the same way yeah it works the same way okay what were we talking before i go on like seven tangents i'm sorry you know just how to support your child financially oh okay you know that small thing cribs that's what i the room like Ribs. those are big costs strollers yeah so um honestly like you could get a crib for like less than 300 dollars. you probably find a crib for like a hundred dollars if we're talking minimums here you, you know, and if you're on a tight budget, you can find ones that are definitely affordable. They could go all the way up into the thousands. I think a reasonable one where you'll find that it has all of, you know, the green guard safe and it's tested, et cetera, et cetera, will probably run you around like 300 to $400. Okay. Yeah. And when they're newborns, you put them in a smaller, like enclosing, like a casing, <laughs> like a Right, like a the bed that's not- again. <laughs> yeah, the mini bed. <laughs> yeah. So if you choose oh, yeah. to do that, I have friends that went right to the crib, which is totally fine. Oh. Um, okay. I did. I find it easier if you are nursing, which I did. I found it easier to have him right next to me. I'm also crazy and wanted to just stare at him and make sure he was breathing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so personally, I use the halo bassinet. So it, like the I was able to like fit it like partially under my bed. Um, those are there. I mean, they could be any, I think 
bassinets again could okay. be anywhere from like a hundred up. Okay. Um, so, and like all of those things, I mean, they're not, you have to find what's necessary for you and what you're actually going to use because you could find lists and lists out there. Like you need this and you need that. And you need this toy, but really like you don't need it all. And another great piece of advice, and this is what I did, all the contraptions that like you put your kids in like the swing and the mamaroo and the bouncer, et cetera, et cetera. I only open them one by one. And if he didn't like them, I package them back up and I return them because most places oh. will, like some place like Bye Bye Baby, they'll pretty much take anything back. And um, if he if he really liked, like I had like a bouncer and a jumper and a swing ready. If I had like three other types of swings and boxes, I didn't open them and I returned them because you just don't need every little thing. You don't. Right. And from a financing perspective, like it really helps to know how much you earn, how much your expenses, if you don't already like have a budget, AKA look at your finances yes. from a perspective, a realistic, like just from what I learned as a perfectionist, I had trouble in the beginning, like putting all of my expenses on a paper and like looking at them and saying, okay, wow, I spend this much on that, you know, because I like want everything to be amazing. But really you have to look at it from a non-judgmental lens and say, wow, this is like what I, this is what I use to live my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not living above my means. Great. I'm still saving money. Amazing. Um, have that realistic point of view and then see like, okay, how is my salary going to increase over this amount of time? Adjust for that. How, um, how add line items for your potential kids. So what I, I have is like how much we, what my like budget looks like for now. And then like future, future state, what my budget will look like with a child and then like set out, sort of like maybe a year, really a year ahead. I'm not going further because that's yeah. too crazy. But also you like you, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Like in terms of what you will need or what you don't need, always make sure that there's, there's some net left over to save for yourself. And like Brittany said, you know, obviously first, you know, you, your life, your kid's life, your, that comes first, making sure you cover that. Um, and then obviously if you can save, try to save, of course, like if you can't focus on what you, what you can afford in that moment to try not to live beyond your means. That's, that's something that I learned early on. Mm -hmm. So important just to have an emergency fund. So important from, from, from a finance, personal finance perspective. Um, and I've heard that, uh, you should aim for a, for an emergency fund, you should aim for like three months of your expenses, including housing, everything, um, to just have sitting there sort of ready to go in case, you know, somebody loses their job, you know exactly that you'll be okay for a certain amount of time. But it, it, the, that, that kind of planning will also set your mind at ease too in, when you set out to have a, a child. Because yes. did I tell you the other day, like it, I was driving and I was in Long Island, <laughs> my favorite place. And then um, the suburbs where, <laughs> where I belong. Um, <laughs> and 
I just had this, it hit me and I started crying. Brittany, I started crying because it hit me that I'm having a kid. Like I didn't, it, it just hit me. And I'm like, holy shit, it's real. And that like realization makes you like say, whoa, I can't believe like you, you're an adult and now like responsibilities and you are no longer responsible only for yourself. It's a lot to take in. And I cry all the time, as we know, um, <laughs> but it's, it's, totally life-changing, especially going from not having children to having children. It is such an adjustment. And then to have that realization that you're bringing a life into the world and that you have to care for a life and just the hormones running through your body that like an <laughs> uncontrollable pace um, recipe for oh tears. God. It's crazy. It's yeah, nuts. It is like double. My hormones are wild. I'm crying like Normal times, like I was watching the Demi Lovato, like first two episodes on YouTube thing. If anybody hasn't seen that, you should go watch it because it's dark. But I was hysterically oh. crying. I'm going to watch it tonight. I'll get a good cry. I, it's only, she, only I think there's like three episodes out there, like 20 minutes. Not, it's oh, okay. easy to get through. Um, but anyway, hormones raging, crying during ridiculous things. Iron Man 3, I was crying. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I literally cry at everything. I cry watching my child drink his water because I think it's cute. I swear. Well, I, I cried watching this like ultrasound. Oh, man. Anyway, we hope this helps. Brittany, I thought that was really good advice and how you broke it down. And like, we can also post this on social when this episode comes out, we'll have our sources for um, where we got it. And maybe in the future, we could have maybe somebody who is a financial advisor or somebody or an accountant who helps with like financial planning um, that can help, you know, figure that out for totally. anybody who wants. Because as we know, there's so many other things to learn about, like your will and just like crazy okay, shit. No, 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 no. Don't start. Don't, you're going to get me down another. <laughs> I just, I know, I know, but you know, but I think that let us know if you would like to hear from a professional that could teach us all about that, because I think maybe we want to know more about it too. Maybe we need to have like an adulting episode yes. where it's like, okay, you need to get life insurance. You need to get like all of this crazy shit. <laughs> and um, maybe that's, maybe we need like a reality check person come in like a boot camp. Oh, Sparky Pulaski basically of, <laughs> of adulting <laughs> come in and be like, this is what you need. We need that. We could just get my dad. He has like a thick Russian accent. It's very serious. Can we please do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. So now it's time for our no mom guilt presented by Heineken zero zero. It's not just another non-alcoholic beer. It's an alcohol-free beer. So let's share our no mom guilt story of the week. This podcast is all about being honest and real about life as a mom. We're also not interested in mom guilt. We do all the stuff we're worried others will judge us for, but you don't need to feel guilty for any of the shit you do as a mom. So to close out our show, we're going to share a no mom guilt story of the week Brittany, do you have a story? I always have the mom guilt stories because <laughs> I'm raging with mom guilt. And I, I, we can always count on you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I won't cry during this one. Oh, no, that was so touching. <laughs> so my big one was actually it happened yesterday. Um, I feel like Oliver's like in this age where like he knows how to play me and my husband and he like goes into these tantrums and he started doing these like really fake tantrums. He like throws himself on the floor and he does these high pitched screams. And I know he's not upset and I know it's fake. He's not actually crying. I'm like, and I said to him, I'm like, 
what, why are you doing? I'm like, who does that? And he told me a kid in his class does it. So I was like, <laughs> okay. How do, you, wait, how do you, hold on, hold on. How do you know it's fake? You could just tell. You could just tell. Like, think about how you know, it's acting. Like, think about how you know, like, when Rusty's doing something like out of the norm, you're like, that's fake. Like, you <laughs> just like, okay. you like know your, you know your child so well, right, you know right. when their emotions are genuine. And this was not genuine. That's so interesting, though. He picked it up from someone in class. He's I can't with him. Um, (laughs) But just in general, I I feel like I mean, this was one instance, but there are definitely other times where I feel like the tantrums are a little bit more um, genuine. But I felt like, you know, I've said in other episodes where I definitely try and, you know, get all my advice from all the gurus online, like the therapists and the behavior therapists and psychologists and try my best at speaking to him in a specific way to make him express, let him express his feelings and to not let him feel like I'm hindering the way he feels or I'm stopping him from feeling a certain way. I I don't want him to feel that way. Um, But sometimes I just don't have time for it. And um, I feel guilty when I'm just like, okay, stop. Like we're not doing that. Or like he, so he wanted this ice pop. And he or I bought these like they're like literally like a bite size ice pop. So he had four of them, but he wanted a fifth (laughs) one. And I was like, no, you're not having it. And it was just going on and on and on to the point where I gave it to him. And like, no, got mad at me. He was like all that. And you're giving him the ice pop. I'm like, "I, I can't do this anymore. And I feel like I feel guilty that I've given up on all this work that I've been doing to handle a situation the right way. And then I just give in and I'm like, is that actually going to hurt him in the end? Because now I'm hurting I, I, in the, fe- in the end, like I'm hurting myself because he knows that I'll give in, but also right. that he thinks that he can now use this, um, use this form of behavior to like get what he wants. Um, so yeah. I definitely like felt guilty about that. If I'm just like giving him mixed messages about what it is to parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say, and I, and I, it's funny because I really, I thought a lot about it and, and it was such a little thing, but I keep thinking right. about it. Well, I think, I think first of all, give yourself some grace. Like you're a human a, and um, Noah probably would have done the same, mm-hmm. like, you know, and as long, I feel like that's an every, I'm sure everybody who's listening is saying, oh, I've been there. Don't worry. That's normal kind of thing. I, I feel. Correct me if I'm wrong. As long as you don't do that every time, then you're not really making a big difference. Like, okay, he did it once. He's going to Maybe he doesn't forget, but then you'll reinforce it. You'll make you knowing you who is harping on this a day later will reinforce it next time and make sure that he doesn't get that fifth one. And he learns then. Right. No. And I agree. And I just, I feel like it's almost like a moment, like, Oh, I failed myself. I failed Mm -hmm. him. Um, but then I I real, I'm like, I can't be so hard on myself. Like being a mom is fucking hard. And to like, literally, literally you're like learning, like it's almost like being in night school where, you know, you have your full-time job. If you're, if you're working full-time or if you're a stay-at-home mom, you know, your full, your full-time jobs, your parenting, all this stuff. But at the same time, you're also constantly trying to learn how to, how to be a parent and how to do it and learning from your experiences. And then you're like, and learning your boundaries. Yeah. You're like, I just failed that test. But if there is there, okay. Question, existential question. Is there 
okay with with all things aside like say you you give you give them food home like proper care is there a way to fail them beyond that for real probably not that's a really good point like you give them access to education yes you give them access to shelter and love you can't can you really fail them in a real sense like okay he got the fifth pop okay like right. you, you said he watched the ipad okay who, you know you can't you're not failing the kid you're right that's great advice because in the end i have not failed him he has a right. bed to sleep in he gets amazing care and education and he has two loving parents and you are right and i need to think about these things when i start to feel guilty about all the little things yeah, and you have so much to juggle. Plus, you're totally. fucking pregnant. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I am pregnant. <laughs> you're pregnant in your third trimester. <laughs> and, you know, we always like that's a big lesson I took away from like learning about just myself in in um like through the Diet Starts Tomorrow podcast is like really going easy, like giving yourself some credit and grace for all of the things that your body does that you do. You know, sometimes we feel like failures no matter what, but that a lot of the times that's like pressure we put on ourselves from external places like society, Instagram, you know, every time we see this perfect mom that we see on Instagram, like we internalize that me- message, whether we like it or not. And, you know, just give ourselves some, some leeway, but you're doing amazing, you're so sweetie. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I needed that. Um, just give, I'm not going to put another Mean Girls quote. I won't talk about putting it in the burn book. But thanks again to Heineken's. Oh, and you're an amazing mom, Britt. Thank thanks you, again to Heineken Zero Zero. You know when you really want to enjoy happy hour, but you really need to make it to that spin class you've skipped three times. With Heineken Zero Zero, you can high kick that FOMO to the curb. It's not just another non-alcoholic beer. It's an alcohol-free beer. The brewers at Heineken have very kindly removed the alcohol and potential regret, but kept all the good stuff. So it still has the taste you love. Now you can enjoy a cold one whenever you want and actually raise the chances of you making it to that spin class slightly. And did we mention it's only 69 calories? So get ready to sweat and give it a try. Pick up a pack of Heineken Zero Zero at your local retailer or get it delivered to your door. Must be 21 or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. So that's it for this episode of Betches Moms Podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Go follow us on Spotify. Tell a friend. Tell a mom friend. Tell your mom group. Tell your baby mom group. Go on all those Facebook groups on, on you know, that no one will let me into. Um, <laughs> that About this podcast. And tell everyone they need to listen. And if you want your anything, you want to submit anything, um, to this podcast, as you guys know, we're going to be doing Dear Betches Moms. Plus, we have like, so what the fuck did you say game? You know, with all the funny kids things kids say, we have embarrassing story of the week. Submit all of that to moms at Betches.com. Yes. Or, you can, or you can DM us on at Betches Moms. Follow Brittany at Brit Rich, right? And yep. I'm at Aileen. And remember, there are no rules on this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Right, Regina? Please stop talking. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.
Betches.